Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, You know, I was just literally last night talking with my husband about what our menu will be for Super Bowl. So I'll, I'll keep you posted, but we got some ideas. All of them are going to be delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Another hard-hitting interview with Kamala. Oh, my Super Bowl menu. We really are this close to being the Soviet Union. Ah, yes. Speaking of uh, being this close to being the Soviet Union... The Supreme Court, even as we speak, is debating, listening to oral arguments. In the case known as Trump v. Anderson. Trump v. Anderson. A now Supreme Court case related to the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Because in December of 2023, a couple of months ago... The Colorado Supreme Court rejected President Trump's eligibility to be on the presidential ballot in the state of Colorado as the former President of the United States and leading Republican candidate today because they say that his actions during the January 6th dust-up at the U.S. Capitol where Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed by the police while unarmed in a racist attack on her The case in Colorado was known as Anderson versus Griswold, Anderson v. Griswold, in the Colorado State Courts. Then it made its way to the Colorado State Supreme Court, where they decided that even though President Trump has never been charged with insurrection, he has not been tried for insurrection, he has not been convicted of insurrection, they decided they'd skip over all of that and uh, just say he's an insurrectionist, therefore he can't be on the ballot because something about the 14th Amendment disqualifying presidential candidates who have engaged in insurrection against the United States. Okay, sure. But the Colorado Supreme Court, I don't believe, is in a position to declare by fiat that he is guilty of a crime for which he has not been charged, tried, or convicted. They could just as easily declare that he's a murderer, uh, even though... He has not been charged with murder, tried for murder, or convicted of murder. Call me old-fashioned. The Colorado Supreme Court's ruling in Anderson v. Griswold is the first time a presidential candidate has been disqualified from appearing on a ballot or serving an office in a state on the basis of the 14th Amendment. Uh, But it was so absurd that the ruling by the state Supreme Court in Colorado was stayed until the Supreme Court could review the case. And that's what's happening today. And I'm glad it's happening today. And I look forward to the Supreme Court coming to a rational and considered ruling on this matter. Now, the the outrage of all of this, you know, President Trump uh, in December of 2020, after losing the election, 
called for a protest in Washington, D.C., and that uh, ended up taking place on January 6th, you know, the day that they're certifying the election on uh, Capitol Hill in the Capitol and and uh, so on. And then uh, we know the rest about what happened on Capitol Hill, and Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed. We call it Ashley Babbitt Day, January 6th. And who was it? Um, it was uh, Liz Cheney who said that we can never have another January 6th. So now the calendar jumps from January 5th to January 7th in uh, Liz Cheney's house. Pretty amazing stuff. And the, uh, the attackers, the Democrats in Colorado, they decided to, to just go after Donald Trump and try to exclude him from, from the ballot. And they found a receptive audience in Colorado and the Colorado Supreme Court who declared him without evidence. I like that without evidence thing to be an insurrectionist. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And, uh, you know, honestly, it was uh, last year in August that, uh, that um, uh, lawyers at the Federalist Society of all places, a conservative outfit, anti-Trumpers, William Bowd and Michael Stokes Paulson, wrote an article published in the University of Pennsylvania Law Review, and they posited that Trump is ineligible to be president, they said. Baud and Paulson argued that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution prevents individuals from holding, holding office who have previously taken an oath to support the Constitution of the United States and have engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Now, the Democrats labeled this an insurrection, for political reasons, of course. And uh, anti-Trump voices have jumped on that bandwagon. I assume, what do I know, but I assume that the Supreme Court will say uh, that he has not been indicted on a charge of insurrection. He has not been tried. He has not been found guilty. Therefore, he cannot be considered to be guilty of insurrection and to be an insurrectionist because we have legal proceedings and a presumption of innocence in the United States of America, although there was another another one the other day um, where the left-wingers uh, declared that another court case against President Trump, and they declared that they presume uh, that all the charges against Trump were true, and therefore a presumption of guilt was assumed rather than a presumption of innocence, which is one of the bedrock principles of Western jurisprudence, but the left is here, and they don't, you know, they don't believe in, uh, there's a lot they don't believe in, amazing stuff. So that is uh, what the uh, Supreme Court is reviewing today. I'm hoping for a positive pro-American result, and I don't know whether we're going to hear it today. I it, it would not really be normal for them to just rule like it's a traffic court, I uh, think they will listen to oral arguments, and uh, I don't believe we're going to hear the the ruling today, but who knows? Who knows? I'm uh, I'm a little upset for uh, for Taylor Swift. You know, Taylor Swift sings songs. She's a songstress, and um, she has a a 21 year old guy who goes to the University of Central Florida, who goes online to the FAA website and tracks her private jet as a means of tracking her travel. 
she has, well, I want to save that for just a moment from now, but this uh, young guy tracking, 21-year-old college student, tracking Taylor Swift, and then he posts uh, online her movements and says, hey, Taylor Swift just went from Los Angeles to uh, Santa Barbara in an eight-minute flight or something. What did she have, an 18-minute flight the other day? Was it eight minutes or 18 minutes? 13. It was a 13-minute flight. And and Taylor Swift uh, is angry with this 21-year-old guy because he tracks, and apparently you can do this online. I've never done this myself. You can go on the FAA website and punch in the tail number of the airplane, and it will tell you where the airplane is, even a private jet, and it will tell you where the airplane is, and then when it gets up and leaves you know, uh, Tokyo and flies to Las Vegas, which she's going to do this weekend because she has a concert in Tokyo, and she's going to get on her private jet and fly to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, where her boyfriend is playing football. And uh, there was an interview with her boyfriend's mom. And mom said, yeah, she's going to be in the seats somewhere in the, in the stadium, but not in the skybox with Taylor Swift, who is dating her son. But pay no attention to that. But this young, this, this 21-year-old guy, Jack Sweeney, uh, Taylor Swift threatens legal action against student who tracks her jet perfectly legal to do. The superstar's effort to keep the tracker accounts from posting her planes, takeoffs, and landings recalls Elon Musk's banning of a similar account. In fact, it was the same same 21-year-old guy. Taylor Swift's attorneys have threatened legal action against a Florida college student who runs a social media account tracking the flights of her and other celebrity private jets. Jack Sweeney, a junior at the University of Central Florida, has for years run accounts that log the takeoffs and landings of planes and helicopters owned by hundreds of billionaires, politicians, Russian oligarchs, and other public figures, along with estimates of their planet-warming emissions. See, Taylor Swift talks a lot about climate change and global warming and CO2 outputs and lectures people to be better custodians of the planet Earth, and then she gets on her three-engine private jet and flies to wherever she's going. And she, uh, people became annoyed with her recently because of a 13-minute flight that she took from one place to another. And, and I said, well, look, yeah, I mean, you got, you're going to the next place. You're going to need your jet at the next place. So if you travel by jet, you take your jet. I mean, I don't have any big problem with this. There is the hypocrisy issue, but, you know, what are you going to do? They're lefties. So the accounts use publicly available data from the Federal Aviation Administration and volunteer hobbyists who can track the aircraft via the signals they broadcast. Ping! So uh, Sweeney, the 21-year-old, he has accounts, fueled free speech debate in 2022 when um, Twitter banned Sweeney from sharing what the platform's owner, Elon Musk, said was his assassination coordinates. He's got big security issues because the left hates him and they're murderous. You know, the accounts don't say who travels on the aircraft or where they go once the plane lands, the Washington Post wants to say. But this is kind of a kind of a fun story about uh, America. And she makes so much money that she flies around on a private jet 
And some 21-year-old in Florida works the internet, finds out where she's going, and uses it to make fun of her carbon footprint. So she wants law enforcement to stop the 21-year-old Jack Sweeney from doing this, right? And and he's like, you know, screw you. It's it's publicly available information. Now, the fun story today is, the headline is, Taylor Swift sells one of her $40 million private jets amid threats to sue college student who tracks her emissions. Got, uh, got emissions, you know, and it's now from the plane. Uh, not her personal emissions, but so she sells one of her $40 million jets. I think the other one is more expensive, actually. She's selling the smaller of her two jets. She has two jets, and, you know, who doesn't? Honestly, can hardly blame her uh, because maybe they're going to change the tail number on the other one or, or something like that. But Taylor Swift has sold one of her $40 million jets, according to a new report, the pop sensation sold her Dassault Falcon 900LX, that's the jet, on January 30th to a Missouri-based car insurance company uh, called CarShield, according to documents obtained by the Daily Mail, which naturally reported the story. Swift reportedly sold the jet for $40 million, excuse me, Swift reportedly purchased the jet for $40 million in 2011, but the plane is now estimated to be worth around $7 million. It's a secondhand jet, and it was Taylor Swift's, you know. You don't want to go through there with a black light, do you? I mean, that's, uh, that's another thing altogether. The Daily Mail reported she still owns the larger Dassault Falcon 7X private jet, worth around $54 million, brand new, and has been her primary mode of transportation during her the international leg of her Eras tour. That's uh, her album, Eras, and she's on tour. And uh, these are nice jets, three-engine jets. They're pretty big. I kind of like the Gulfstream myself, but, you know, what do I know? So the 34-year-old singer-songwriter has been under pressure to cut down on her carbon footprint for years, especially as she travels around the world between tour shows and appearances to support boyfriend and Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey at his NFL games. Now, in 2022, Swift topped the list of the worst celebrity private jet CO2 emissions offenders, according to Yard, a sustainability marketing agency that prides itself on cutting-edge data analysis. So she, you know, she does, um, yeah, she's busy. I don't have any problem with her flying around in jets. Just don't lecture. It's John Kerry. They all do it. And then they lecture you about your carbon footprint when you drive around in a four-cylinder car because Democrats. And she's kind of annoying, you know. Apparently, Taylor Swift is six foot two. Is that right? She's six foot two. That's why she needs this big jet. She's got to have a big jet. A coach seat is no good for her. She had to sell one of her jets. Poor girl. I feel bad. I've got a PETA update for you, too. You know, people eating tasty animals. I've got a people eating tasty animals update for you. They've got a new ridiculous demand. They're always demands, aren't they? Completely ridiculous people. 
and an update on the Guardian Angels, a story I shared with you yesterday. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, now, uh, again, the Supreme Court is hearing the, uh, the case today as to whether President Trump can be excluded from the ballot by Democrats in Colorado who are really fascists. Even radical left-wing former reporter, then Democrat Party operative, usually they go the other way, David Axelrod uh, on CNN said, I don't think keeping Trump off the ballot is the best idea. I'm trying to imagine what it would be like if the Supreme Court said, we're removing the front-running a Republican candidate uh, from the ballot uh, and, uh, and and essentially saying to the American people, you won't have the opportunity uh, to vote for him. And I think it would be very, very disruptive uh, in this country. I think it, it, it will uh, yeah. create a huge reaction. And that worries me. And that worries him, be a huge reaction. And that worries us, CNN and their very word. On MSDNC, they had Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, and she's much closer to Hitler on this one. There's a very strong argument. And remember, this argument did not come from liberals. It didn't come from people, you know, who already are against, you know, Trump <clears throat> at all. They came from conservative uh, originalists, as they like to call themselves, mockingly um, law professors, lawyers, who basically two, said, two if people you read Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment. It's pretty clear that he should not be permitted to run for president. Sure, yeah, because the two guys at the Federalist Society um, said, if you're an insurrectionist, but he hasn't been indicted as. Uh, tried for or convicted of being an insurrectionist, and you can't just declare him to be an insurrectionist. You're an insurrectionist. How about that? Now, you are an insurrectionist because it's been said on the radio nationwide that you're an insurrectionist. Um, Hillary Clinton is, uh, you know, Hitlery is one of her nicknames, actually. But I've got more Hitlery, too, coming up because Tucker Carlson, I've got, I've got an update for you on the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. And a couple of things that Vladimir Putin told Tucker Carlson. Some pretty good stuff. Just a little clue here. President Joe Biden is not running the United States. Vladimir Putin said, and the rest of what he said coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Now, we all know that Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton is a pathological liar pathologically dishonest person. Her husband knows it. 
I know it. You know it. The American people know it. And she hates almost everything. She thought she was entitled to become president of the United States, destined to be president of the United States. And it turns out she's such a horrible person that it didn't work out for her. And that's good. Very good thing. She was on with uh, one of her fluffers, Alex Wagner, on MSDNC, um, attacking Tucker Carlson for daring to interview a uh, very important world leader, the president of Russia, such as he is. He's a dictator. He's a communist. He's a KGB guy. Uh, The New York Times called him a conservative a while back because the New York Times is a hate rag also. But um, some elements of the Tucker Carlson, he went to Russia to interview Putin. I read to you yesterday that that, um, Christian Amanpour at CNN, Christian Amanpour, has been clamoring to get an interview with uh, Vlad the Impaler Putin, but has thus far been denied, thus far been denied. And, and there are these ridiculous, ridiculous headlines that are, are filthy, corrupt news media. CNN, Kremlin contradicts Tucker Carlson's claim about Putin interview. Tucker Carlson said, well, you haven't, uh, that Western media haven't been asking for interviews. And, he's, and Putin said, oh, no, Western media have been asking for interviews. They just haven't been getting interviews. And so a dozen different news organizations approximately put up headlines that are very, mu- very much like this one. Kremlin contradicts Tucker Carlson in, a, in an interview. He asked him about why other Western journalists haven't interviewed him and said, I guess they're not asking. And, and the Kremlin spokesman, Peskov, said, oh, no, they're asking. We're just not giving them the interviews. And that leads to headlines that are attacks on Tucker Carlson. Kremlin contradicts Carlson's Putin interview claim. It wasn't an interview claim. It was a question, and it was answered. But our media is so corrupt, just so profoundly corrupt, that they even lie about that. And, uh, by the way, Christian Amanpour, and I shared this yesterday, did go on the record and say, oh, no, I've been asking, asking for an interview with um, Vladimir Putin, uh, but it has been denied. And so you would have taken the interview if it had been granted, right? Yeah. Amanpour pushes back on Tucker Carlson's claim about Putin. And it's not, you're not even pushing back on Tucker Carlson's claim it, none of that is true. You're just twisting the facts because you're, you're not journalists and you're not honest people and you're not truth seekers. But never mind that. So uh, other media outlets are claiming, oh, we've been asking for an interview with Putin. They're eager to interview Saddam Hussein on the lead up to war against Iraq. They're, they're eager to interview Osama bin Laden before and after September 11, 2001. And it's what they should do. You know, how about an interview with Kim Jong-un? With Xi Jinping, a ricochet rabbit. Would those be okay with these left-wing radicals who think that Tucker Carlson is an evildoer and a traitor? Who is that? that the, the real traitor, uh, Vindman. Alexander Vindman. 
He uh, who uh, sold out President Trump should have been court-martialed for, um, you know, I mean, at least he violated the chain of command. You know, it said, was it uh, treason? Well, we'll talk about that. But in any in any event, um, there is a little bit of information about the interview dribbling out now. And in his new interview, um, Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin, Putin said that the real power in the United States is not with the elected officials like President Biden, but with an unelected permanent bureaucracy, a deep state perpetually maintaining control in the United States. It's considered to be a controversial statement by Vlad the Impaler, but Vlad said, President Joe Biden is not running the United States. The same forces which have always run it, you may change presidents, but you do not change those in real power, Putin said. This is the deep state. It's the permanent bureaucracy that he's talking about, that Putin is talking about here, right? And and that ought to be controversial, and it ought to be debated, but I'm not sure that we will have an adult and civil debate about what Putin said here. He's a killer. He's a bad guy. He's a communist. That's what all communists are. But he says, you know, you may change president, but those are not the real power. He says, that is who we have to deal with, right? The same forces that have always run the United States. You may change presidents, but you do not change those in real power. That is who we have to deal with, Putin says. Joe Biden is just a facade for this power structure. Now, it's obviously true that Joe Biden is uh, is just a sock puppet and he's not really in charge. He doesn't know what decade it is. He doesn't know who the chancellor of Germany is, who the president of France is, but pay no attention to any of that. And what Putin said ought to be hotly discussed. Huh. That's what the KGB colonel, now thug president of of Russia, the commie, and we should listen to what he has to say. And also, we should be debating this in the United States anyway. President Vladimir Putin will draw global eyeballs as his interview with Tucker Carlson will go up later today on X. He's the first major American media personality to interview the Russian leader, And uh, that's uh, not accurate, at least since the war began, perhaps, uh, against Ukraine. And um, so Tucker Carlson got got the interview, and he's being attacked for doing what Christian Amanpour wanted to do. How does that make sense? All right, let's go to Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, who is still a very, very bitter, angry woman, a rancorous woman. And she... um, Talking to uh, left-wing shill Alex Wagner, who's, you know, a little finger puppet, um, about that terrible Tucker Carlson and what an awful man he is. Tucker Carlson is in Moscow right now interviewing Vladimir Putin. Right. The first American, I'll say, journalist uh, to interview Putin since the war in Ukraine Mm -hmm. began. What does that tell you about Tucker Carlson and right-wing media and also Vladimir Putin? Uh, what does that question tell you about left-wing pseudo-media, you corrupt, filthy little bootlick, you? Uh, and and here comes Hillary Clinton 
with her McCarthyism again. She loves, and the Democrats love to accuse everybody of being Russian shills. The Biden family got millions of dollar millions of dollars from Putin allies in Russia, uh, and and nobody at MSNBC or NBC or the New York Times raises an eyebrow about that. That's no big deal. Hillary Clinton, a bitter woman. Well, it shows me what I think we've all known. He's what's called a useful idiot. I mean, if you actually read translations of what's being said on Russian media, they make fun of him. I mean, he's like a puppy dog. She's reading the Russian, uh, the translations on uh, Russian media. They're making fun of him. Uh, You'd have to show me some evidence of that. And if that were true, does that make him a useful idiot? Is that, does that reaffirm your, your slanderous malign that he's a useful idiot, which is an old, uh, you know, communist era, uh, going back to the Lenin days, turn of phrase, the useful idiot, of course. And, you know, honestly, you're, you're the useful idiot. And Joe Biden took millions of dollars from the Russians. And, and uh, Putin didn't invade Ukraine when President Trump was in the White House, but waited for sock puppet Joe to take over the White House. Uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, they love, and they love, you know, the whole Russian collusion thing. Trump, Russian collusion, Russian collusion. And it was all Hillary Clinton's dossier. It wasn't the dossier. It was opposition research paid for by Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, who will thankfully never be president of the United States. I just signed the cross. Hillary Clinton with her slanderous attacks. After having been fired from so many outlets in the United States, he, uh, I would not be surprised uh, if he emerges with a contract with a Russian outlet because he is a useful idiot. He says things that are not true. He parrots Vladimir Putin's uh, pack of lies about Ukraine. Really? He parrots Vladimir Putin's pack of lies about Ukraine. And there are never any examples of this. You just throw the rocks through the windows and then run away. Uh, Tucker Carlson, she's probably envious of his success because of Tucker Carlson's remarkable success in life. And he did work at MSDNC. He worked at CNN. And he went to Fox News. And I don't believe he was fired, per se. At, at uh, Fox News, they let him go ahead to pay out his contract at you know $14 million a year, uh, more than Hillary Clinton made on those cattle futures. Remember the, you know, the cattle futures? And her real estate, you know, much more successful legitimately than Hillary Clinton ever was or ever will be. Uh, you're a useless idiot, perhaps, Hillary Clinton. But, you know, this McCarthyism that the Democrats have brought back, that everybody is a communist, symp- you know, conservatives are communist sympathizers. Putin is a communist, right? a KGB guy. He kills his enemies including reporters and things. These classic commie going back is what commies are. And the Democrat Party is a half step away from being commies themselves. Hey, how's Vince Foster, Hillary? How did he end up rolled up in a rug in Fort Marcy Park with a bullet hole in his head hours after you ripped him a hole in front of all the White House staff? Why don't uh, Alex Wagner should ask him about that? The man that you had an affair with appallingly in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the corrupt Rose Law Firm, you tin pot despot. Just saying, you know. And um, and that just it's just that Hillary Clinton and this Russian collusion thing, she's still pimping this uh, giant fiction. There are people in this country right now who are like a 
fifth column for Vladimir Putin. And right. why? I don't know. I mean, why are certain Republicans throwing their lot in? Why are Nobody you know, other Americans Lie. basically believing uh, Putin? Why did Trump believe Putin more than our 11 intelligence agencies? Hmm, I don't know. Do you have a working I theory? Think you have a working theory. <laughs> Were they rubbing each other's thighs there? Well, that was, uh, it sounded like uh, high school girls going to, the, going to the football game. It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Oh, you mean the um, the intelligence community that lied about Hunter Biden's laptop and said it had all the earmarks of, coincidentally, Russian disinformation. But it wasn't Russian disinformation, was it? It was really Hunter Biden's laptops and uh, laptop and all the emails with the Joe Biden being big guy who gets 10%. You mean the intelligence community that told us that Iraq was full of weapons of mass destruction? that missed the fall of the Berlin Wall, that missed September 11th and the attacks on the United States of America, thanks to the Clinton administration under Bill Clinton and their Justice Department that built a wall between foreign intelligence and domestic intelligence, allowing the hijackers to be successful, Al-Qaeda to be successful in 2001 on September 11th. Is that the intelligence community that you're, you're suggesting should not be doubted, should not be questioned? Remember the John Brennan who voted for the Communist Party candidate for the United States presidency, Gus Hall, and then Barack Obama, whose mentor, Frank Marshall Davis, was a member of the Communist Party. And Barack Obama made the Communist Party voter, John Brennan, the CIA director. And that CIA director was part of a nefarious plot to undermine our 2020 election on behalf of the Democrat Party. And who's been better for Putin? The Democrats under Obama and Biden, and for that matter, Clinton, Bill Clinton. Or were they better off under Trump? I think that they were having a much harder time under Trump. Putin and the Russians were, and the Chinese and the North Koreans and the Islamists were having a much harder time under Trump. Our economy was having a a less hard time. Our economy's having a much harder time under Biden, for example, Yeah, how dare you question our 11 intelligence agencies? They'll never live down that felonious 51. And remember Hillary Clinton accused Democrat Congresswoman from Hawaii, Tulsi Gabbard, who is a U.S. Army officer that has served in combat zones overseas, accused her of being a Russian asset. I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic (laughs) primary. She's the favorite of the Russians. Yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat congresswoman, U.S. Army officer. Just amazing. That's your Democrat party. And Tucker Carlson is the villain of this story because of what? Why? Also remember when uh, she was Secretary of State and we were bombing countries all over the place when she was our chief diplomat, all Muslims, by the way, and uh, eight countries bombed and attacked under the Obama administration more than any administration since World War II. And Hillary was mocked and uh, ridiculed by her Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. We worked hard to get the right Russian word. You the reset you button. Got it wrong. I got it wrong. Yeah. It should be Perezagruska. Ah. And this says uh, Perezagruska, which means overcharge. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't let you do that to us. I, I promise. <laughs> what a moron. What a moron. What an embarrassment to Western civilization.
DEI hire. Yeah, the reset button. You know, it was like an easy button from the TV commercial. It's a reset button, and her idiots at the State Department, her Russia experts, misspelled the word that they went to put on it. You're an embarrassment to America and to Western civilization. You're a disgrace to the office of the Secretary of State. You're an awful first lady. An awful wife. A terrible corrupt lawyer in Little Rock, Arkansas. And you've been getting a free ride all through life. Other than that, I think you're a fine person. I don't think she cooks well either. I'm really not even a human being. <laughs> I, I was constructed in a garage in Palo Alto. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. She's not a biologist. That's uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. She's a DEI hire on the Supreme Court. And she was uh, debating just a short time ago inside the Supreme Court with um, Jonathan Mitchell, a, pre- a, 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 a an attorney for President Trump, about the insurrection clause. Now, she doesn't know what a woman is, but she thinks she knows what an insurrection is. You don't have to be charged with it or tried for it or convicted of it. Uh, somebody just has to say it about you, and that's good enough for Katanji Brown-Jackson. Uh-oh, hang on. Uh, debating with uh, uh, Jonathan Mitchell, uh, uh, President Trump's attorney, and our computer just went kakoom. I blame the NSA. It's probably the NSA. In the meantime, let me share while we straighten out our computer issue. Oh, you got it? We're back. Okay, so here's Katanji Brown-Jackson. Doesn't know what a woman is, but she uh, is pretty smug about thinking she knows what an insurrection is. The Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count His supporters. Uh, on January 6th qualified as an insurrection uh, as defined by Section Three, and I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection, um, but then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So wh- what is your position oh, as to that? We, we never accepted or conceded in our opening brief that this was an insurrection. You got that what we wrong. we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so why would not this not engage. be an insurrection? What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because I think you say um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow the government. So that's one of- the uh, woman who doesn't know what a woman is, uh, is all about insurrection. And hey, since somebody else decided and, and she misread his brief, Jonathan Mitchell's brief. No, that's not what we said in the brief. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.